0: What's up everyone and welcome to episode ninety five of the Justin Insight Podcast, a show where I, Tim Backbeck, talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. Um, hope everyone is well, had a had a it? Hope everyone's well, hope everyone had a good week. Um so last week for me was was a pretty busy one and it kind of marks the start of a busy few weeks for me as well, um, which I'm hoping will bring Some more positivity into my life and change things in in a better way. Like I don't I don't want this sound like I've been a bit bummed out, but like I've been trying to be more creative and and things like that in various outlets with this with photography. I've started doodling just for to kind of relieve stress and things, but I've got. I'm trying to sort of be more direct, and I'm hoping things will pay off. So we'll we'll wait and see. Um, part and parcel of that is, is doing more gigs in terms of writing them rather than just attending. Um, so I actually went to my first gig of 2019 last week where I went and saw Mastodon, Cavell Attack and Mutoid Man, uh, which was loads of fun. Uh, Mastodon's set did drag a little bit for my liking. Um, and they only really played a couple of songs that I know. I'm not the biggest Mastodon fan, but... like. Yeah, they've got such a vast catalog, and I was expecting to recognise some more of the songs, but yeah, I didn't recognise all that many. If I'm being totally honest, Um, but on the flip side, Cavellata and Mutoid Man were just ridiculously good and loads of fun. So that made up for the hour and a half set that dragged a bit for Mastodon. So it it balanced itself out. Um, But also, as saying in terms of kind of being more creative, this was the first gig that I was officially, quote-unquote, a photographer for. Um, Obviously, last year, I picked up a camera for the first time in a long time, properly trying to sort of practice, or not practice, but play around with the camera a bit more. This year, i kind of uh, extending off from that and trying to not be more legitimised, because I think there's so many good photographers out there now, um, and my work is nowhere near as good as theirs. But just to kind of make it as a, sta- a good a standard that people might dig it I think that's that's the main thing but yeah so I got to photograph uh, this show and I'm quite happy with some of the shots I got from it um, for anyone that's interested I have started up a, an Instagram where my photos are going to be predominantly rather than just my personal Instagram so if you want to go follow that it's at Um yeah if anyone's interested I don't know if you are but There we go. It's out in the world for you to see. Um, Enough about me. The reason you're here is for my guest. And my guest this week is uh, Niallity and Grove Street Family's drummer, Josh Williams. Uh, I've known Josh for quite a few years now, so it's cool to to sit down and have a chat with him. As always, we discuss how he got into alternative music, uh, how his confidence has grown as a drummer over the years um his experience of playing download which was really cool obviously for him but for me to to hear that experience because i could never imagine doing that um and also tail end of last year filling in for for year of the knife as well so yeah this is a really cool chat um i was as i said it was cool to catch up with josh he's a he's a cool dude and don't get to spend half as much time with him as i'd like so yeah hope everyone enjoys the chat that i have with josh and i'll see you on the other side Uh, sat in the Marlins in Southampton with uh, Nihility and Grove Street Family's drummer Josh Williams. Josh, Hello. thank you very much for joining me. Welcome. I won't do the how are you's because we've been together for the last 15, 20 we were chatting. minutes. Until. But um, <laughs> happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I guess kind of new starts for you, new job and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah, just started working, so uh, quit my last job just started doing, uh, I do two part-time jobs now, so I do three days at a barber's in Bedford Place in Southampton, which is called Jack Rabbit's Barbers. I'm um, just sort of doing training apprenticeship work at the minute, and I've also started part-time work at Graham Russell Drums in Fairham. So it's busy, man. It's really yeah. long, really <laughs> yeah. long hours, six days a week, but it's cool. I'm surviving. Way, way to kickstart 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Real um, as I always do with these episodes, I like to take my guests back to their kind of beginnings. So, mm. What was your kind of
1: first exposure to alternative music? Alternative music. Um, if we go right back to the start, yeah, like yeah, way, yeah. way, way back. back. Um, I think my sort of intro was like hip hop music. Right, okay. Eminem. I love yeah, Eminem, yeah, yeah. D, t- D12, yeah. things like that. And it's really weird. And eventually, from going down, I don't know how I ended up down that path. But I ended up listening to, listen to oh. Linkin Park. Yeah. First album I ever bought was Hybrid Theory, nice. Linkin Park. And I specifically remember at one point in college, Everyone would kind of have to intro themselves. Yeah. What's the first time you ever bought? Blah, 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 this and that. And everyone to have all these like really shit ads. Like, yeah. uh, now that's what I call music or yeah, pop yeah, it yeah. or busted or something like that. And I was like, oh yeah, Linkin Park yeah. Hybrid Theory. My teacher went, nice. <laughs> like that. It was sick. It was really cool. Um, so that was kind of like my intro to yeah, like yeah. heavier music. And then from just down there, progressively delve deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, yeah. And that was it really. That was my kind of like intro, I guess. Yeah. It was hip hop. And then, and then new metal, I guess. Yeah. really. Is- yeah,
0: I think like that's quite similar to me. Like same Eminem. I fucking love Eminem. Mm. Um, there was actually a guy that I went to school with who was like, he was like a really big Limp Biscuit fan. Right. So we were like, yeah, I'm Eminem, and you're Fred Durst. It's right, like, right. Obviously not. But yeah, But yeah, yeah. so that was kind of like the thing. And then you just say like new metal and kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. And then kind of grew from there. So yeah, like, yeah. when did you? Because obviously, like Nylee and Grove Street. Are, I guess kind of get bracketed in that sort of hardcore world, but kind of different. But when yeah. did you kind of first discover sort of like hardcore
1: music? Then? Hardcore music was in college. Yeah. First year of college in uh, God must be 2012. Now I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, I yeah. started. Uh, it was actually from meeting uh, the nihility singer uh, Gibbons. When we first met, he just introduced me to like a load of bands, and I remember being exposed to a lot of music in college. Yeah. Just yeah, because yeah. this was the first time I'd ever done like a music course. Right. I'd done music as a GCSE previously. And I was always listening to like metal bands, but solely like metal bands. And then in college, I like listened to those like, uh, I don't know, math rock and like indie music. I remember listening to Foles for the first time and being blown away by stuff like that. Um, Yeah, and he just showed me a load of bands. One of those was um, not really a hardcore band, but Lower Than Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. And then that led to me going uh, into like DIY shows. Uh, First gig at the Joiners sold out LTA show, Um, it was just after they released that single, uh, If the World Was to End. And then after that I remember them like- um, Was that Far Q or was that before that? I can't remember. It was Far Q and then there was World Record, and then there was a single off the next record, which was like Changing Tune or something right, like I okay, think it was that cool. one. I well,
0: we kind of dropped off a low after Far Key to Yeah, be totally
1: that was kind of kind of me. They, they did that and it was like a sold out show. It was hottest show to this day. Yeah, my yeah. first show I've ever been to. <laughs> and I remember like jumping off stage and like hurting my back really, oh, really, shit. really bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was cool. And then from there, just started going to the joiners more, getting yeah, into yeah. like DIY stuff and kind of going down that sort of route really. Um, Went to Touche More in basement. After yeah. that, again, that kind of got into that that sort of world. I remember More Than Life, More Than, oh than yeah, Life shit. down the joiners. More Than Life played with Daylight. Yeah, yeah. R.O.P, Daylight. Yeah. P. Super Heaven. Um, and there was that show. But yeah, like melodic hardcore and BWP. Yeah. BWP were like the big, the big band at the time, which was also really cool because, as someone who used to love metal, heavy metal and those sort of music, uh, that sort of music as a kid, uh, in school. And then you get into hardcore and they're still like really heavy bands. It's really weird. Not, there wasn't kind of like. I still love metal music, but there was like yeah, this yeah. whole kind of like DIY kind of culture subgenre, yeah, yeah. so to speak. And I just found that really interesting. And I just loved it. And so, I, what kind of
0: like metal bands were you into?
1: Like Metallica. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Metallica, because of the classic. Metallica was a big one. Kill Switch. Yeah. Loved Kill Switch. Uh, Pantera. I remember covering. Uh we covered like a new level for like a talent competition <laughs> yeah. or something like that and we actually won with that song. Brilliant. I think we encored with what are we encore with? I've been Slayer, Slayer, Rain and Blood, oh, nice. uh, Lamb of God, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I remember yeah. watching a documentary, I don't know if you've seen it, it's called like Metal, A Headbanger's Journey. It's this Canadian is this Canadian, like, is this nah, Canadian nah. guy. And um, he basically just like travels all the world and he says about like ah oh, the, the roots of heavy metal, Black Sabbath, iron lead yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and he goes into like black metal. Church burning, oh, okay. something—it's really cool. It's really interesting. Um, but I remember watching that. It's yeah, been yeah, absolutely hooked. But yeah, that was kind of me. Those was kind of like my roots. Right. Um, yeah, into that sort of stuff, and then yeah, just went from there. Really, pretty much.
0: So then, in terms of kind of you playing music, like, was it always drums that you were interested in, or like, did you sort of dabble in in other things?
1: Drums was a weird one. Like, I never really. Most people have like a really elaborate backstory. Like, I hear my dad play drums <laughs> yeah. and blah blah blah, and then. He passed me down his drums There's <laughs> nothing like that. I remember just being in school and there was like the earliest memory I have is in uh, I think it was year seven, which is right. twelve which is twelve years old, which is I think the age everybody gets into like that kind of yeah, playing yeah, an yeah. instrument. And I remember this, like a, there was like a steel pans thing. It was really weird. It okay. wasn't drums, it was like a steel Pans. Oh shit, yeah, I
0: remember like doing something like that in yeah, school you used to do it in like the circles. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There
1: was a steel pans thing going on, and they were like, oh if anyone wants drum lessons or whatever, sign up. <laughs> and I was like yeah okay cool like I'll give it a go whatever because at that age you do anything you do karate yeah, yeah, yeah. you do judo whatever <laughs> you do some sort of like martial yeah. art or like an instrument or anything did it uh, picked it up it was okay uh, and I only really started taking drums seriously about I don't know three years in which right. is really weird that's kind of a long time yeah, like, yeah. to like really take it seriously but I remember thinking at one point like oh, yeah, I am actually quite good at this yeah, yeah. and me and my friend at the time we were kind of like level pegging and I sort of like overtook him or got okay. like a little bit better like we have like grades there's like a grade yeah, system yeah, course, like, yeah. uh, the, the, I think it's called like Trinity Guild Hall and you learn from these books and then I eventually started like doing like other stuff again. Yeah, yeah. and I was like I could actually like do this and I was like really enjoying it and eventually started like uh, playing along to songs and backing tracks to like whatever really yeah. any like Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> track or whatever or something <laughs> like that basically uh, yeah and that's how I pretty much started yeah. and then I just got hooked from there and then eventually started doing uh bands and stuff in college because there wasn't any musicians in school there was me and a couple guys who played guitar and bass but there's never any singers there's never any singers so you couldn't start a band which is really annoying because if you think of people nowadays people are people starting bands so young and they're like doing like stuff i'm doing now when they're like 16 yeah. 18 and it's like <laughs> yeah. what like you're still in school like how is crazy but like i wish i had that opportunity yeah, to do yeah. those sort of things <laughs> at such a young age. but
0: was it always drums like never sort of drawn to guitar or anything like that
1: <laughs> i bought a bass once yeah i bought a bass once and learned a couple uh i learned like a daft punk nice <laughs> uh, a daft punk uh, riff and like a couple of, like really easy stuff yeah, but yeah. then i ended up like getting rid of it i think i sold it uh because i want to like I I do really want to start picking up like a piano I love the piano okay cool I'd love to like see uh, that's
0: kind of like me like the violin I'd love to play the violin but I just know
1: like I I barely have the coordination to pick up a guitar so I won't be able to pick up a violin it's tricky because you watch stuff nowadays and you hear like all my like not idols but like big drummers and oh yeah I practice for like four hours a day yeah, yeah. Matt Garson from Animals as Leaders he practices for like eight hours a day yeah it's like dude I barely have time to practice for like an <laughs> hour a day like I work I have like an hour to myself and then I want to do some other stuff or just chill out in yeah, the yeah, evening yeah. or whatever so like if I re- like I want to get good at one thing which is the drums and just I forgot like I've I'm this I'm this deep into it. I've been playing for like 12 years yeah, yeah. I may as well keep going and get better <laughs> and better but I will hopefully maybe try and pick up like a piano or like yeah, a bass yeah. or something because I think that'd be really helpful to like like writing and like yeah, creative, yeah. get the creative juices flowing with like another instrument. Yeah, so. that's cool. I don't know. We'll see. So you mentioned kind of animals
0: as leaders, but like when you were sort of like starting to kind of, I guess, progress into sort of playing, taking it more seriously. Were, were there kind of any drummers that you were sort of not aspiring to be, but like sort of taking sort of tips from influence from? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh,
1: loads of stuff. Yeah, I mean, as I said, listen to loads of metal music in school. Yeah that was solely what I listened to so I was like blasting that crazy double bass like I still do now I still play like in the hillies like crazy double bass but at the same time uh, yeah loads of guys Vinnie Paul from Pantera yeah absolute groove monster (laughs) Uh, who else Chris Adler Lamb of God uh, Justin Foley Killswitch Engage loads of those guys Um, I remember really getting into like tech Death. okay George Collias from Nile yeah absolute beast <laughs> like which is really weird because it really bothered me because he's like a really skinny dude yeah he's yeah. like there's like nothing of him but he's like crazy yeah, quick yeah, and he's yeah. so fast and it's like it just showed to me how important like technique and yeah, really yeah. learning and honing your skills is but I remember watching loads of stuff like that. There's loads of names. Yeah, loads yeah, of yeah. names I can think of. Um, Lars Ulrich back in the day. Yeah. Everyone gives him <laughs> shit. <laughs> Everyone gives him shit but Blackened, uh, I think it's the first track, yeah. of have Justice Thrill. Crazy time signatures, like, the beat's, like, so good. Yeah, yeah, It's an absolute classic.
0: So, in terms of you, kind of, then playing live, you mentioned, sort of, like, doing, like, talent contests and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, was that, kind of, your first exposure playing live? And, like, when was your, sort of, first, kind of, Kind of remnants of forming a band.
1: Yeah, so that's what we did in school. So that was first playing in front of an actual audience. Yeah, it was a talent competitions and everything. Uh, in college, we would do these things called club eighties, which is okay. which is basically every week we would learn like a couple of songs. Right. And then a load of people would come up, and it was just like a, like a small like gig, like a little. Oh, I think they did, did like my
0: college did something like that, but like I can't, it wasn't Devil's because to' was something else, but. They used to do it in the Wedge of Dreams, like, yeah. it was like a South Downs College Presents yeah. sort of night, but yeah, yeah, yeah like, It was okay. annoying,
1: because you only had so much time, because obviously you'd be studying and have classes and lessons yeah, and stuff, yeah. so you didn't really have that much time to be learning, and obviously the practice rooms are only soundproof so much, <laughs> so you could only you only yeah. play and learn so much, so they ended up doing like a lot of acoustic stuff, a lot right, of acoustic, okay, and uh, the drums are always too loud anyway, yeah, they're yeah. always way too loud to be able to, to, be able to do anything. Um, but yeah, I remember starting my first—the first ever band I ever started was a really crappy. Uh, it wasn't—it wasn't crappy. I didn't really know any better. Yeah, it yeah. was—it was really weird. I was sort of delving into like DIY hardcore and, and, and smaller gigs and everything and stuff like that. but I started—I um, joined this rock band. I guess that's what you'd call it, like a little indie uh, rock band. Yeah, we, we called the Fringe. Uh, okay. I didn't pick the name. It was already—they <laughs> already like had been doing stuff yeah, before yeah, yeah, I joined. Yeah. But yeah, I remember doing that for a little while, but it was really weird. We never really played any venues as okay. such. So we'd play like uh, like fairs and like okay. little things like that. Yeah, so like yeah. there'd be like a lorry and then they'd like obviously the have one right of it. Yeah, down, yeah, 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 yeah. And there'd be like fairs or like, oh, I don't know, it was like really sort of like family events. It was a very okay, like yeah, family yeah, friendly yeah, yeah. sort of thing. And it was cool. I didn't mind it because I didn't know any about I've never been in a <laughs> yeah, band before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we never played outside of Hampshire. We okay. only really did, uh, as I said, like small, like community things. Yeah, yeah And we yeah. did busking. We did busking like twice, oh, which was awful. I didn't. I mean, it wasn't awful. It was cool. It was all right. Like playing in front of like people and just yeah, selling yeah, yeah. CDs, sort of selling like... CDs. But there's only. It's just a little bit awkward. People coming up to you yeah. like, oh, can I uh, play drums? And nah, yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Like, no, I wouldn't.
0: Like fair play to people that do it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever. Yeah, ever I remember lugging like, like a that.
1: whole drum set, like a whole drum kit, along to this uh, this this busking thing we did. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great, it wasn't ideal, but it was cool. It was you know a learning experience, yeah. and I did uh, we did like an album, and we, okay, that's it, cool. it sounded awful. <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't great. Like if I listen back to like the mix now, I'm like what? it was some yeah, old yeah, guy. Yeah. I didn't even know his name. It was some some weird like I don't know. Shack or something. Here, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. Just had like a really dodgy drum set.
0: Yeah, well, I think that was the thing. Like back in the day, like I mm. remember like my brother's like old bands and stuff. Like, like when they recorded, I was like a, an excited kid. I was like, oh, can I come around and watch Yeah, and like you don't know any better. Yeah, and it was like in this like it was well it was a it was a rehearsal studio. It used to be, but it was like it was kind of like underneath a train track or something it was fucking weird as fuck and okay. it, was just, it was yeah it just wasn't very good and right, like, right. but obviously at the time like every like they were obviously my brother's four years older than me mm. so I must have been like 12 so he was like 16, 17 right and obviously like that's like a really exciting thing but mm. like in hindsight you kind of look back at like the sort of places where people record now and yeah. you like okay yeah that was a part of the, the, the level is uh,
1: a lot higher man the bar is a lot higher for yeah, bands yeah. and people's and recording Cause, just because there's so much there's so yeah. much out there and as i said people are starting at a, a younger age oh, and, and getting yeah, better yeah. at a younger yeah, age yeah. so like you really have to sort of compete nowadays yeah. But, but yeah it's, it's a tricky one so i did that for a little while uh, i did it for a few years actually and like members sort of come and gone and I think we did do a sold-out show at the Joiners, oh, which is really cool. But that was just like family and friends. Yeah, like my yeah, dad yeah. sold a load of tickets to people and stuff, which was cool. Um, and yeah, we kind of did that. And then uh, me and Harley yeah. started up the That was also in college. We were like, ah, yeah. because oh. we'd only done covers and we'd only covered stuff. Right. So we'd only like just kind of gone into my shed or whatever and just sort of covered, like I say, metal songs yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's gave a go cool. at, like actually starting a band and writing stuff. And it was me, Harley, a guy called Adam yeah who I'm pretty sure isn't into the music anymore I'm pretty sure he went to like Bournemouth Uni isn't okay. into like I don't I've not seen him in years yeah, so yeah, yeah I have no idea and there was a guy called Ryan yes funnily enough you put on our set was it our second ever show do you remember that in i am um, putting you on but I don't remember it being like that early on it was our second ever okay. show it was Edge of the Wedge yeah, it was yeah, us yeah. was it Acres and Pariso I remember Pariso headlined
0: yeah, maybe. I can't, I'm pretty I, sure it was AK. Yeah. I thought you'd know the lineup. No, but I, no I, can't I can't remember. I, re- I, it was I can't long, remember my own show. It's a long
1: time ago, man. But I remember, so we did we did a house show around our friend Liam's house, yeah. which was sick. And it, it was filmed and put on YouTube, but it's been taken down now for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason. But there was a house show, and then we played a uh, unit, yeah. ROP unit, um, with Harmsway. Switching tongues. Oh shit! Yeah, I remember that show. Uh, there was an, uh, there was, I think it was an Australian band. I can't remember what they were called off the top of my head. Uh, and yeah, and we opened. Yeah. That was alright. And then we did that. And then we did the Portsmouth show. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, I, I think it. that's.
0: Because I think I saw you at that show, and I can't, I can't remember. Was I with you at that point?
1: I can't remember. Mm. I must no, it
0: must have been. Mm. And I think I turned to her. It's like we're putting these guys on sort mm.
1: of thing. So. Yeah, because we did that Machine Head cover and I remember you specifically really enjoying that Machine <laughs> yeah. Head cover which is really annoying because I've seen loads of people cover the yeah. but the annoying thing is they just do the intro and the intro is great yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's that hard as fuck oh, breakdown yeah, yeah, there's yeah. that hard breakdown at the end and no one ever plays it and I think it's purely because there's a bit where it switches time signature yeah. it goes from like 5 to 4 so you got the dela dela dela. And it comes yeah, back yeah. in, so I don't think anyone can really like wrap their heads around. Yeah. And that's why people just don't do it. Which is a shame. Because <laughs> it's heavy as sin, but it's sick.
0: But yeah, so you mentioned obviously like kind of Harley, like, Harley and stuff mm-hmm. style and, and stuff. So was it just a case of like a kind of progression from that, like doing metal covers to wanting to write your own yeah, stuff? Yeah, like
1: we were going to shows, we were seeing bands and we saw people our age could be uh, in bands and yeah, do yeah, stuff yeah. Um, and it was cool and it was really tricky to find a vocalist I remember yeah. we stumbled across Ryan because he was in another band oh I can't remember what it's called but yeah he was in another band and we sort of got that together played a few shows uh, was okay didn't really do a lot he ended up Ryan ended up leaving Yeah. and that's when Gibbons joined and things got a little bit better things picked up a little yeah. bit more and then Adam ended up leaving, the bassist, uh, and then we got Johnny and Larry, and so we had a second yeah. guitarist, and Johnny joined on bass. Um, and now, in its current form, so we've had another lineup <laughs> yeah. change, it's me, Gibbons, Larry still on guitar, Liam from Split was on guitar. Joey from Split Knuckle is now on base Yeah. So there's three guys from Split Knuckle now <laughs> in the hilly. So we're pretty much the same band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I'm the only original member. I was just going to say, so it's you're just, the only original it's now It's just me now, that's it. Just Is it kind the of
0: weird, like, because I guess, like, when I first put you on, like, obviously there was the, the metal influences and mm. stuff, but there was kind of. I don't know, i I'd describe you as more of, like, a crossover band. Okay. But, like, now there's obviously a lot more kind of of like I don't know the metal influence has kind of blended in a lot more Yeah, I think now so has it been like strange for you being the orig- only original member left to like sort of see how different members have kind of come in and their influences have kind of now influenced the Nihilis out yeah
1: it's really it is a bit weird I think it's nice at the minute mm. I'm really kind of enjoying the the vibes and the chemistry in the band with the new guys come in we've not practiced we've not done a whole lot as of yet yeah Um, and it's not been bad before i think it's been really good Uh, but now i'm really sort of excited we are writing at the moment so hopefully we can get something out Um, i think we're hoping to record maybe like a little split okay like a short ep because we've got that tour with cold hard truth and split knuckle in April, it starts on the 1st of April and it's like a really long European tour, which I'm really excited about, Um, but we'll hopefully get something out before then because we want to get some new music out, but I think there'll always be like a really heavy uh, death metal influence there, Yeah, yeah. because the the first EP, the first ever, ever EP was just kind of something we threw together, and that was all programmed drums actually in the end, and then the consumed EP, which kind of almost... I don't want to say put us on the map. Yeah, the but kind we started of, drawing ice. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of got like a little bit more of a name for ourselves. Started playing shows outside of, uh, you know, all over the UK a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was really nice. Again, that was also programmed drums. And then we recorded the album. Yeah. Which was, it was a really stressful time for me, actually. Because I remember, <laughs> so if I put you in the timeline, so GSF were writing. in. Uh, Nahili we were just about to go in the studio right. to record this album, and I remember I had practice with GSF that day. But we had to go to Vagrant Recording. You know what that is? Nice. It's in. Um, it's by Liverpool. By oh, called. Up. Guy called Dom Tom Dring. Uh, right. Really, really cool guy. Uh, we ended up going to him because he did the Venom Prison album, right. which okay. came out really, really good. Um, so I had to do GSF practice, drive five hours wow. up until <laughs> past Liverpool by myself. Um, because we were just about, because USF were about to play Download Fest, I believe. Yeah. Um, But we had to record this album. We were there for, what was that, five days? Five, six days. And I originally wanted the drums done in two days. Okay. Did it in three, but I remember we basically ended up sleeping in the studio because obviously we had no money. Well, we had had money, but we didn't want to fork out money for like a hotel or whatever last minute. So we ended up sleeping in the studio, just like sleeping bags. I didn't shower for like, I don't know, four days, four or five days, something something gross. And obviously if you're playing drums from 10 to gonna seven, say, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. obviously for recording drums, you have to one, play in time, two, hit the hell out of the drums yeah. and play it properly. And I was just sweating like crazy, not eating properly. And it was good. Like I'm really happy with how it came yeah, out, yeah. but it was so tiring and so stressful to try and meet deadlines and everything um in hindsight i probably was a bit underprepared for the album and i wish i'd kind of learned everything a little bit more because it had to be exact it wasn't kind of like i could wing it and kind of blag my way through it it had to be exactly how it was because we'd had like loads of demos and we'd had programmed drums on the demos yeah this was the first time we're like right let's do some real drums and everything um it was cool and i was really really sort of proud of that album uh, I've got The Vinyl at home, which is like my kind of like first ever album I've yeah, ever recorded, yeah. which is great. Uh, but yeah it was a really crazy stressful time. Long drives. I remember trying to manage the two bands, yeah, it yeah, was really yeah. sort of stressful. But it was cool. I was really yeah. sort of happy with the end result. Um, yeah, so hopefully we'll do a new record soon, do a like just a short little EP just to keep people uh invested. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully before tour, but yeah we'll see. Cool.
0: You mentioned got a program drumming there, guys it, like it's something that I always kind of find quite fascinating with like Drummers, like, because mm. I don't know, like, f- with like, because I've listened obviously, I've like, asked sort of range of music, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. from like when you listen to like grindcore bands and stuff, and you think, All right, that is clearly like program yeah, drumming, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then they have a drummer that does it live. That like, does, it, does it, Like, I don't like for me. Like, I just think, well, why have you got someone that can do it live and you don't do a record sort of thing? So mm. like. What was the kind of choice of, of doing it programmes rather than you doing it live?
1: Money. Yeah. Money. It was mainly a money thing and I think it was just sort of I think it was a time thing. It was just easier. Okay. Like it had already been done and it sounded good with the drums and I just learned it. I just learnt the programme. Okay. Drum. Um Harley did a good job and we just we just went with it basically. Yeah. It was just sort of like there and it was done. And I, I always had like an influence. Yeah, he yeah, would never yeah. he would never write it and then that would be it I would always kind of come round go around his and sort of pitch in and say right, oh, okay. like, um let's change this let's tweak that just to, just to give my own little like, sort yeah, of flavour yeah. to it which was cool um, yeah and that was it it was just time and money yeah, basically yeah, yeah. And we didn't but was it something. weird
0: kind of like I don't know like you say sort of like lear- kind of almost going back and learning your own song sort of
1: thing yeah it is weird it's, it's definitely a lot harder yeah because when you're in the practice room and you're writing together, you kind of, you're building up, uh, well, building blocks for yourself, and cool, you're kind yeah, of yeah. memorizing it as it goes. Whereas this was kind of like, here's a song, learn it, pretty yeah, much, sort yeah. of thing. Like, here, here's it already like fleshed out to an extent, just go from there. Yeah. So it is, it's trickier, I'd say, than actually sort of writing in a, in a practice room or yeah. whatever. But um, it's cool. I got it, you know, I got it down in the end. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and in terms of kind of like,
1: uh, notoriety
0: I guess Like Obviously how, how many years Have you been going now? Oh dude uh, Four or five years? Yeah so, so, like, Since about 2012
1: yeah, 2013 so It's
0: quite a, a chunk of time That you've been going Long so, time So like Was there ever a moment When you kind of thought Like Oh shit People are actually Paying attention to us Because like Obviously like now Like you said You're doing Like an extended tour Later on this year yeah. But obviously like In those early days It was just sort of taking what shows you could kind of get yeah so was there ever a moment that you thought oh shit like this is actually a thing now kind of thing rather than just mates playing yeah yeah
1: i get you it's 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 a bit of a weird one i mean as you say you sort of do take what you can at the start yeah i think when you start playing places uh all over the uk and people turn up the best thing to do or the best thing for us what we did was like fests yeah remember concrete fest Oh, shit. back in the yeah, day yeah, it yeah. was the I think it was the third one GSF did the second one and the Hillary did the third one and I remember yeah it probably was that show actually I remember watching what was guy called Baron Bones okay uh, I think it was a guy from Reading who's moved now he doesn't do it anymore uh, but he filmed the set right. I remember watching it back and just seeing loads of people going nuts Yeah. yeah some yeah. were friends yeah. but there was just a load of like random people there that was really cool we did like a little uh, little weekend around yeah. that but that was really fun I remember playing, what was it? There was a London fest. I think it was just called London Hardcore Fest. Okay. And we played that. And That was really, really cool. That was a while ago. Yeah. Um, Little things like that, really. Yeah. But there's just like these fests where just a load of people get together and just have a good time. Yeah. That's when I think Nihility sort of picked up. But there's never been like one specific moment. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of kind of built up a little bit at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to oh yeah this is it, from this show like things are definitely yeah, up yeah, or things yeah. are going up so to speak. It's like we had a few Southampton shows with um, Desolated Yeah. and I remember those going down really, really yeah, well. Yeah. I remember we did one at Unit and we did a Kill Switch cover and that was really, really, really cool. That <laughs> nice. was really, really cool. I remember doing back-to-back sets, we did the Hilly set and then we did Grove Shoot straight afterwards. Fucking hell. So, yeah, I've done that a few times yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, it's easy because I don't have to pack my stuff down. <laughs> but then again at Upsurge Fest, Upsurge it just happened there's Nihility play, there's another band that yeah. play, and then JIT is yeah, there. play. Yeah. So I was like, uh, can we switch yeah. it around so like uh, one of my bands can like, can Nihility play above you so yeah, I don't yeah. have to pack my shit down? They were like, no. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't mind, so yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes that just happens and you have to just roll with it, I guess. But that was cool.
0: Um, you mentioned kind of shows in Southampton were desolated. And yeah. like, I wanted, I don't, this thing, right? So I do not really associate you with this as much, mm-hmm. but obviously Nihility were kind of part of the whole Unchanged youth, UYC, yeah, sort yeah, of thing. yeah. So, like, from an outsider, it was a really weird thing that happened really quickly. It was really hot for a minute. Mm.
1: What unchanged Yeah, UYC. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, for you guys, obviously, like Nily were a big part of that. Like, and obviously Johnny was in Nile for a bit. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, kind yeah. of like one of the main people like from an outside looking yeah yeah kind of was he was in, he's in the band for a while a yeah, no while. no but I mean within UIC oh sorry yeah yeah um, so what was the kind of idea of like that or were you not kind of really privy to what that collective wanted to be
1: uh, yeah I never really had much of an input with it or yeah. what was really going on I know it changed like there was a load of people at the start yeah, cause I, I remember like when it first sort of kicked off like there was a good like Twenty, thirty 30 people yeah everybody wanted to kind of be involved with it and it's kind of whittled down over time and there's new people have joined and other people have left sort of thing it was never really from my eyes i mean i don't know i was never really sort of part of it yeah but it was always kind of a big thing because there was loads of shows going on i think that reflects on like the scene itself yeah yeah like southampton used to be crazy for oh shows, definitely yeah especially hardcore shows yeah i remember like or five years ago there'd be like three a month yeah you'd be like oh there's this next weekend and then the day after and then the week after yeah, that we've yeah. got this going on and then we'll go to i don't know i remember there being a few shows in portsmouth as yeah well. yeah but yeah it's really kind of died down now i think that's it's kind of like really sad yeah we've got um there's Vane at joiners yeah, yeah i think that's in february or march or something like that yeah. which is coming up which would be really cool which i'm really excited for but there's not really that many shows or or venues anymore. No. So many venues have closed down. Um, putting on shows. Uh, what, Unit? Unit, yeah. Unit was great. Mm. Um, that's gone. Avondale House. Avondale House oh, was shit, really yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that was really good. Yeah. Because uh, you could pack that out easy. GSF played there like twice and that yeah. was always good, easy, uh, good fun. Um, talking Heads. Talking Heads moved and now that's yeah, closed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've only really got joiners. There's one opened up called Heartbreakers, which is oh, by, yeah, yeah, which yeah. by Debenham, sort of down that way. Uh, but that is, I th- I don't think they do heavy shows.
0: I think they did one maybe,
1: I yeah. could be wrong though. And you've got um, Engine Rooms, which is too big, Yeah. 1865, which is also too, too big, big yeah. and The Brook is just tribute bands. So I this, didn't even know The Brook still existed. Yeah, The Brook's still going, yeah. but it's, it's too big, it's got like a balcony, there's yeah. only tribute yeah. bands that play there, so that's also written off, so you've only really got what joined us, and that's yeah. it. And There's just nothing really going on, um, in terms of shows or whatever, yeah. so it's a bit of a shame really.
0: But the reason I kind of bring it up because like again from like an outsider like going to UYC shows mm. like there was kind of like not gang mentality that's kind of wrong but like there was very much a sort of like this is our sort of thing click yeah. Yeah, yeah and like there was obviously like kind of like the whole sort of quote unquote hate mosh sort of thing right and like if so basically if I kind of step out from so if I listen to Nailee on record, yeah. I hear like as you say, like the death metal sort of influences, yeah. like kind of more metal than hardcore, but yeah. put Nailee into a live setting, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. So like from your perspective, like, is it weird to kind of see that kind of like crowd kill, hate mosh stuff to your music that isn't necessarily yeah in the normal worlds linked to that sort
1: of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's kinda of come and gone. Yeah. The whole crowd killing thing. I think there was a there was a point where it was like a really big thing. Like yeah, it's like a yeah, yeah. peaks, they dropped a load of videos with it in it and it was yeah, it was a really big thing. But I remember what? The hit he played with um Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. At Talking Heads amazing show literally yeah. just played in front of a bunch of metalheads just yeah. headbanging yeah. for like 20 minutes and obviously we've got like breakdowns and stuff but they were loving it they were yeah, having a yeah. great time and I remember just coming away from that show like oh we can appeal to like both worlds yeah, if yeah, Like yeah. metalheads will still like enjoy this um, yeah I think it's kind of come and gone the whole hate mosh crowd kill thing it's really weird it's kind of like uh, what's the way to put it like vibes or yeah. like uh, the hardcore scene kind of goes in I remember a few years ago when GSF was touring a lot, there'd be a load of kind of smaller bands all trying to kind of do that, do that sort of thing, yeah, and provide yeah. that sort of wave. And now people are kind of obviously tone style's huge. Yeah, people yeah. are doing, you know, that sort of thing and making like really kind of fun sort of uh, yeah, just sort of fun, fun bands. Yeah. But Dust turn style, which is yeah. like crazy. Um yeah, I just don't really think it's it's that prominent anymore. I think yeah. everyone just kinda of has a good time. It's just kinda of over that sort of that phase <laughs> yeah. of, what, of what hardcore yeah, was yeah, I yeah. Think. that's cool yeah
0: and um, obviously like kind of mentioning sort of as Nihil you grew obviously started touring and things like that yeah. so what was like your experience of like touring for like for the first time like because I think like for me like it was obviously like super exciting and stuff like but like there was yeah not kind of any expectations sort of thing but did oh. you kind of like have
1: like an idea in your mind what touring would be like did it kind of blow your expectations out of the water yeah it's tricky i've done a few tours uh nihility still to this day has never played europe we did oh, the, okay we did the finland tour yeah, yeah well yeah. i say tour we did a weekender in finland with uh which the, is weird
0: because i think like nearly it would go over really
1: well in mainland yeah but. i don't know it's just something i, I think it's down to us we've just never really organized it which is great that's why yeah. i'm really excited for this uh, cold our truth tour yeah yeah um yeah, it's just something we've never done. But GSF's been over there loads. Yeah. We've, done their, we've been over there countless times, mainly by ourselves. Yeah. We did the Backtrack Tour early last year. Um, we did a few headline runs over there, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, touring's a bit of a weird one. I remember first going out, being really excited. Mm. And now when I go out, it sounds really bad, but I'm not as excited <laughs> as I <laughs> used yeah, to yeah, be, yeah. purely because... As I to say, there's a standard. There's like a level. When you've played Germany so many times, yeah. or Belgium, or Netherlands, or whatever, it's kind of I'm the kind of person where I, it's like, okay, I, I've I've done that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do something else. Let's do something new. So I'll probably be really excited again when we play uh, a big fest. Yeah. Or I don't know, like say like an Asia tour or something comes up. Hopefully. Yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah. If something like that comes up, then I'll be excited again because I've never done it before. Yeah. 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 But it's like kind of going through familiarity yeah sort of yeah. yeah. Um, touring's good it's it's, it's tricky because you, you can only do so much obviously I don't know what people think touring is they <laughs> think it's a like, great <laughs> yeah. fun experience and I'm sure it is for massive big bands on like a bus Yeah, yeah. but it's eight, 80% of the day is stuck in a van, van yeah. uh, and then you get to the venue you set up and then you hang, hang around, <laughs> you can't go too far, and then you, you hang around, have some food, you play, and then you're knackered, and you go to bed, yeah. and then you repeat. Yeah, and then yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. So you don't, unless you get up really early. We have done, I've done some cool stuff on tour. Um, what was it, uh, GSF did a tour by ourselves, and yeah. we ended up, we were in, I think we are going to Prague, or okay. Subway, somewhere in the Czech Republic or something like that. Awful show, <laughs> awful show, the, the venue promoter was this, really weird guy yeah didn't know what was going on didn't know there was a show going on oh I shit think he, I think he'd just come off some sort of like crazy drug binge or something like that and
0: he's <laughs> like oh yeah shit I picked this band
1: yeah so there was us another band and like two people turned up okay something crazy this really like weird tiny room so we were just kind of having a laugh sort of messing around yeah yeah and earlier that day we found this really nice sort of like um I don't know, it was this really nice spot and there was like a pool and like a diving board. It was like oh, a like nice. water park sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if it hadn't been for that, it would have been like a really crappy well, yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kind of like, it was, oh, it wasn't too bad because, uh, got to because we found thing. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. done some other cool things. Uh, we've yeah. gone out in a few like nightclubs or whatever in, in Germany, yeah. little things like that. So it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> I love touring. If yeah, I could yeah, do it all yeah. the time, I would. Oh, yeah, same but in It Harvey. completely depends on the circumstances. Yeah. Like the Backtrack tour GSF did last year was great because uh, catering was good. We got fed. Uh, sleeping, um, sleeping had been sorted, and we yeah, we, we yeah. had like beds and stuff to go to, which is great. Um, luckily, in all the years I've been in the band, I think I've slept in the van three times. Yeah, two, three times. I think I've had to do it, and that's it. Yeah, which is, I which think is great. I've
0: only
1: done it twice. It's awful. Yeah, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But. Yeah, sometimes You've got by the police, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that's it. But every other time, we've everything's been sorted, and yeah. we've managed to organise something, which is great. Well, we've spoken a lot about Nylee. We'll move on to
0: GSF. Yeah, sure. Um, first and foremost Lee, how the hell did that come about?
1: So I was never originally in GSF. Right. Okay. Um, GSF started when a couple of the guys got really stoned. Just come up with this crazy stupid idea, and I remember when I first heard that first EP, which yeah, yeah. I didn't even record. Uh, I remember really enjoying the band. I remember yeah. being like a really big fan of it because it was like recorded well, and there wasn't really. There was a couple like local bands, but there was nothing
0: yeah, yeah. that
1: really caught my eye at the time. And I remember listening to it and being like, "Oh yeah, sick." Yeah, yeah. One day, uh, Sandy messaged me, and he was like, oh, can you fill in? Yeah. this. It was a Desolated show, in okay. and just playing. I think it was Asteroid Boys, Desolated." Uh, GSF and it was Realm of Torment's first show. Okay. So it was a long time ago. Yeah yeah. And uh, again about four or five years, which is really weird because the Hilly and GSF have kind of been going the same, yeah, yeah, the same yeah. time. Um and yeah he asked me to fill in and I was like yeah yeah cool, I'll do it and we ended up practicing at the Solent Uni. Okay. Uh it was great loads of fun we only had, I only had like three songs to learn so it wasn't like too bad yeah, I think and, and a, a cover a, there was only like three tracks on the, there was a one EP and that was it learnt that and I remember that was the first time at a show when it felt like I was like playing not for like a big band but like something that I was like I was like, oh this is cool this is yeah, something that yeah. like I'm really like enjoying this because I remember looking down at the crowd and seeing a kind of load of people going nuts yeah, which Nahili yeah, yeah. had only had like a couple times one was at the first house show which we played and then, like, a couple other times. But when GSF first did that, I was like, oh, this is, like, yeah, there's yeah. loads of people here. Loads of people going nuts. And after that, they're like, oh, did you enjoy it? Da-da-da. and I was like, yeah, 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 really, yeah. you know. And they're like, oh, do you want to join? And basically, GSF only really got serious and started doing stuff after I joined anyway. Okay. I remember my first, sort of, outside of Hampshire show was with Asteroid Boys right. in... I can't remember the name of the venue, it's called, it's spelled like Club Iferbatch, but I think we just call it Welsh Club, just because we can't pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I remember playing downstairs with uh, Asteroid Boys. Yeah. And there was people from like Wales who knew the songs. See. And it was crazy. And I was like, how, like, how is this a yeah, thing? Yeah, And then that was like, you know, like I've played um, loads of uh, shows in Cardiff and Newport and everything. Yeah, and I've yeah. kind of done it now. But I remember at the time, time I was like, yeah, this yeah. is a buzz, this is like great. Um, so yeah. That was kind of how GSF started. Um, and then after that we did the second EP. Yeah. So originally how GSF started was it was it was a joke, it was stupid. Yeah. And it yeah. was just supposed to be fun and just have a good time. And I remember when we were writing the lyrics for the second EP, it was just, right, let's just make them stupid, let's yeah. just try and make them funny as possible. And we still play some of them to this yeah, day. Yeah. And it's very weird how GSF's kind of matured and changed over the course of the recordings. And now it's we've kind of dropped it. It's literally just a name. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. we don't have any sort of influence from the game. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day, we were playing the game to, like, nick lyrics. There was, like, lines. We'd play, like, lick some of the dialog and like, oh, yeah, that's a cool line. Yeah, nick yeah, that yeah. and then and put that and rhyme that with something. And that was that was how we did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've kind of changed it now. And we're trying to go for, like, a more mature, yeah. like, kind of, you know, be a band in our own right yeah. as opposed to just being that funny, the stupid, DJ Grand Theft Auto band. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, like, so, because that was the
0: thing I wanted to ask you. Like, obviously, mate, I know, like, maybe you're not so involved in the writing of the lyrics, but obviously you're part of the process. Yeah, I things. wrote I wrote some of the lyrics. Oh, okay, well, you can answer my question then. Okay. Like, from... If that was me, mm. I'd be pissing myself the whole time. Yeah, we were. So, we so, were. I was going to say, so it. was it just, like, like, get right in that
1: stuff down? Was it just, like, this is too funny, like, sort of thing? We were, like, cracking up. I remember, like, reading some of them back and, like... You couldn't get away with some of it now. <laughs> yeah. You could say half of the stupid stuff we used to say. Um But yeah, I remember just just that was that was the whole point. Yeah. Let's yeah, just yeah. make it as stupid as possible, let's just have a good time and just just sort of laugh about it. And it's really hard to write now because yeah, we actually yeah. have to write like serious stuff. And yeah. like I'm trying when we try and write, um trying to come up with like serious themes and kind yeah. of tie it up but don't don't make it too serious yeah, like yeah a, of course yeah. really weird we're kind of trying to find a, a fine line between you know uh, a fun band a fun live band that everybody yeah, can join, yeah. come along to and have a good time um, but also kind of t- touch on some like serious sort of aspects and themes yeah, yeah. And, and things like that it's really tricky it's yeah. really hard to write because I'm not a lyricist I, no, obviously yeah, I'm yeah. not a singer I don't write uh, I don't really write music at the moment anyway I just yeah. sort of play drums and I can write drums like can... yeah lyrics are they're <laughs> tough <one>, they <laughs> tricky man but back in the day it was easy because it was just stupid yeah, and yeah. we could get away with yeah. it and it was just really dumb stupid lyrics about I don't know oh, t- the islands in the game yeah, and, yeah. And going to Las Vegas and and <laughs> stuff and prostitutes and shit yeah, like yeah. that it's crazy
0: because that was the thing like I remember it just kind of blew up out of nowhere sort of yeah. thing and like I don't know like what, do you think because I think obviously a lot of people, our generation, like that was the game, sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So do you think that like that had an influence on it? Because I think. God yeah, that a way that was like a a big thing. Yeah. I think people just loved it because no one else had done that at the time. Yeah, yeah. No one else had done like a stupid uh, parody band. Yeah. uh, In hardcore, that was that was good. That was the. I was
0: gonna say that's the thing. Like, it's for as stupid as like. The concept of it. Is. Yeah, it is. the music was still fucking cool.
1: Yeah, I thought it was right. That's yeah. what I mean. I was a fan of the band before I was yeah. even in it.
0: So, like, was that kind of the like the balance of like when you when you joined mm. was like still keeping it funny, but yeah. like wanting to write be good, decent be, be music. decent.
1: If we if we were crap and it wasn't any good, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been uh, what it is today. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. think people would have liked it as much. But because it had that because we were decent and actual like capable musicians yeah it was alright uh yeah it's really weird thinking back to it now it's, it's, it's really really <laughs> yeah. weird but
0: yeah. in terms of kind of like maturity like as you say like it's now kind of just a name there's no sort of references to to the game yeah. and stuff whatsoever but like is there a worry of drop off like because people got into the band because of the references yeah gotcha that like now when it comes to like doing new material if you're i don't want to say you're going to become a generic hardcore band mm. because i don't think that's the case mm. but if you're going to be sort of on that sort of line of like what the material is yeah. like is there a worry
1: that people are like oh we just want to hear the the gta stuff so yeah of thing? i think i think those fans might have like come and gone sort of thing okay. people that were in it just for the like sort of uh, the parody sort of aspect, yeah, yeah. Uh, either don't listen to the band, or have grown up with the band and now appreciate it what for what going. it is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as I said, it's really tricky with writing because we're trying to write. Before this, we've only done EPs. Yeah. We did three EPs based on the game, um, and then we did a mixtape, is Val- yeah, yeah. what we called it, which was basically just a sort of. Uh, right, because we were playing Download Festival and we needed some music out. Yeah. Basically, we didn't have a long enough set, so we had to write more music to fill the the thirty minute right, gap. And okay. we, we literally got it out just before, um, which is timed really sort of really well. We got yeah, really, yeah. we got really lucky with that one. Um, and yeah, it's really tricky writing this album because we've never had to write ten to twelve yeah, yeah. tracks before. We've kind of had to sort of make do with four and just kind of <laughs> yeah, do some skits yeah, yeah, to kind of yeah. fill it out in the middle, which has been fine um but i'm very picky as a person with writing anyway okay. it's, it's just me lewis and sandy who write okay. at the moment um and we're just sort of throwing riffs and ideas back and forth and as i said lyrics are really tough because yeah, you got to yeah. try and like have like a concept or something to like build yeah. upon it is really hard because I, I want this to be i want when we release this album at some point i want people to disregard what GSF was before right. you, could, you could completely ignore all of that listen to this album and this is what GSF is Yeah. and I want to kind of keep it relevant keep it cool don't have just like a generic sort of hardcore sound or yeah, we'll yeah. take influence from other stuff which is what we do anyway we're very aware of what's kind of going on and what yeah. bands are doing what and we want to kind of be as I said be, our, be a band in our own right yeah. and write something cool and unique which I think we have the, capa- the, the capability to do but it's, it's really tricky, because I'm yeah. really, really fussy, I'm really, really picky, <laughs> and it's really hard to write 10 decent yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really hard, man. But yeah, we'll get it there. Yeah. I'm hoping we'll get some music, new music out this year, because we've That's only just cool. dropped a single from it, but hopefully we'll get some new stuff That's done.
0: That's cool. Um, I read that Rockstar actually got in touch with you guys, is that what? right? that is right but we're not allowed to talk about it uh, okay. it's I mean, all it's
1: all a bit it's uh, all, yeah right, so okay. we, we can't talk about it okay
0: well the one thing I did want to say like it's not necessary mm. but like is it kind of cool that the fact that somebody yes. in the Rockstar yes. office is
1: listening to your band? to answer your question <laughs> yes it's very cool that was that was always the goal from the beginning either get on the game get onto one of the games okay. on, the, on the radio or have them like message us or contact yeah, us yeah, yeah. and they ended yeah it ended up happening and uh, yeah it was a bit of a oh fuck what's going on sort of thing <laughs> yeah. and also oh this is it's sick. cool yeah, yeah. yeah but it's it's all sorted now that's cool. it's all good and we there's we we can't talk about it no, that's, that's, that's it that's, that's cool
0: <laughs> and in terms of for yourself like obviously the two different bands very different styles yeah like for you like writing drums mm-hmm. and, and playing drums mm-hmm. like is it kind of difficult to sort of like split your time or do you find it quite easy like in the times when you take
1: it yeah, 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 That you're kinda of doing something you're like, oh that's that's something for GSF, that's something for Nielly. Yeah, the the way I write drums is um, I basically I'll listen to an album or I'll come up with like an idea. i am mainly listen to music and draw ideas from other music. Right. Because okay. let's be honest nowadays someone is pinching something from someone else. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. like on that documentary I mentioned that metal with headbangers journey, someone said, I can't remember who said, no matter what um, no matter what any band is doing now, whether you speed it up or slow it down, you're ripping off Black yeah, yeah. Like That was that was the quote, and I was like, right, okay. So I basically listen to stuff, and I think, oh, that's a really cool idea. Like, GSF on the hill, he's not really done that yet. Yeah. I'm gonna take that idea, rework it, make it my own, and just kind of film it on my phone and send it over to the guys and see what they think, yeah. see what they reckon. And that's pretty much how I write drums and kind of send ideas across. Um, so I just pinch stuff remix it yeah. and then and then we just go from there and sometimes you can build a song out of it sometimes just like a little verse or a section yeah. Um, but yeah that's how I But is it like
0: a case of like you it like I don't want to say like okay you're going to sit down and bash out some GSF stuff or you sit down and bash out Nihilist stuff is it just a case of that you're playing and something feels right and then you think yeah. oh that would sound good Yeah for this yeah band.
1: yeah it so depends cool. what I'm listening to there are there is some stuff there's definitely a fine there's definitely a border between the two yeah like one thing probably won't work for the other um, yeah, it depends what I'm listening to. If, yeah. I, if I'm in like a, if I'm listening to loads of like crossover, thrash, power trip, uh, band called Red Death. Yeah. Uh, bands like that. Nine times out of ten, I'll, I'll be listening to it thinking, "Oh, that'd be a cool idea," because it's kind of in GSF's kind of category. Yeah, if you yeah. want to put it under a under a label anyway. Whereas if I'm listening to like loads of death metal and loads of like heavy stuff, um, odds are I'll, I'll probably try and cook up some nihilist yeah, ideas. Yeah, but yeah. it just completely depends. Completely varies on what mood I'm in, and what yeah. I'm feeling. Um, it might be something completely off the grid. I might be learning something out of a book, uh, a drum book or something yeah. like that. And I will come up with an idea from that just from a bit of writing on a paper some notation or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it completely depends, it completely varies.
0: And you thought I've downloaded a couple of times. Yes. Of So I've got to ask about that experience yeah, yeah, yeah. just cuz like I don't think i uh, Floyd Serve did they play it Floyd Serve
1: did it last year okay and so I have s- spoken to someone mm. that
0: has played Download but yeah. I don't think I've spoke to Sammy about it when mm. I mentioned it to him but like how was that experience just because I think like generically when you think Download obviously you think this is a metal festival
1: yep yeah.
0: and when you guys were announced to play it I was like oh okay yeah, Like yeah, yeah. That's
1: quite an interesting thing. It it's a big take. deal. It's a yeah. massive big deal for me. I remember finding finding out we were confirmed for it. Yeah, him.
0: so, like, firstly, like, what was it like being in that sort of situation? And two, like, how did it go down being a hardcore band yeah. on a, like, a
1: predominantly metal festival? I think, first thing, like, I think festivals like that are being a lot more open yeah, yeah. to smaller bands. Not smaller bands. I mean, we're not a small band, yeah. but compared to, like, some of the other guys there we are 100% yeah, yeah. a smaller band and we still play small shows and DIY shows bands like us employed to serve uh, Higher Power played it last yeah. year Malevolence uh, I think Knock Loose played it as well oh shit yeah yeah, yeah. Um, bands like that I think they're being a lot more open to these kind of bands and, and realising uh, what is not relevant but like what's kind of up and coming yeah. and that hardcore music and heavy music is kind of coming from these small groups yeah. and uh, they deserve to be on these big fests and people care about this sort of thing uh, Download was great, Download was amazing probably one of the best days of my life Okay. ever uh, to put it simply we were rock stars for a day <laughs> I shit you not like it was crazy so basically uh, we, we drove up we were there for the whole weekend some people, okay, some people only stuck around for the day Uh, But we were there the whole weekend. We had VIP camping. Oh, nice. Or or private camping. And it was so funny because we were the noisiest fuckers there. (laughs) We were just (laughs) annoying everybody, being loud and just shouting and being cheap. And everybody's all quiet because they're all like press and important people. We were like, "Ah, who gives a fuck? Um, And I remember, so we were playing... It's a funny story. So basically, we were supposed to be playing... There's four stages. You've got the the smaller one, the the one that we ended up playing, the... um, the outside, the big stage, and then the main mm-hmm. stage. So yeah. There's four stages. We were supposed to be playing midway on the bill, on the small stage on the Friday, I think it was. Okay. Ended up being so they messaged us, uh, the bookers for Download messaged us and said uh, there's a spot open on the stage up if you want it right. on the Sunday morning, and we were thinking, fuck, like this is a big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Are we are we big enough for this? Basically, are we are we uh, a big enough band? Cause you don't want to be playing this 800 cap 10 um, or a thousand cap yeah. 10 and having no one turn yeah, up yeah, yeah, and we just thought oh do you know what Fuck it like what's life without risk let's just do it and that's the thing if like, it pays off the, it pays and off and it's gonna
0: kind of like when he well hopefully i'll have that opportunity again but hopefully like, touch wood yeah but <laughs> like that as you say it's like a potential what, like once
1: in a lifetime chance yeah yeah god yeah uh yeah so it was crazy i remember on the big day because because it's horrible as well because friday saturday we're watching yeah, bands yeah, all day yeah, we're yeah. literally watching so many we watched suicidal tendencies uh mastodon holding absence they played they're really great uh i think we caught a little bit of venom prison they played um and everybody's smashing it yeah everybody's smashing their sets having a you know having having the best time and then it gets to sunday and our, the nerves are like racking up <laughs> and there's all this tension over the course of the weekend and i'm like oh shit, can i do this like i don't know and yeah, i remember yeah. uh we were like right set an alarm we'll get up you know seven o'clock first thing and the horrible thing is uh, you didn't really need an alarm because there's uh, planes always fly over oh, and shit. I remember just being in my tent and hearing a plane fly over and it scared the shit out of me. I was like, whoa, whoa, okay, right, we're doing this. Anyway, got up at 7 o'clock first thing, got to the van, set up really early. We were like so prepared yeah, and then yeah. there's like a backstage catering area. You get free haircuts, stuff Not like in that. Way. you got a dressing room, our, des- uh, our dressing room was right next to Slayers. First fucking sick. Yeah, we got... um. What was it, we ended up getting a lift to the tent with uh, Touche More.
0: Yeah, 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 that was
1: really weird. Obviously, you know, we didn't know each other or yeah, 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 it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy experience, man. Yeah. It, was, it was, you know, I remember just getting there, seeing the tent, no one's in it and getting all my drums set up and making sure everything's perfect. Yeah. It was really annoying because during the set, I had a really I was going through really bad hand cramps at the time. Okay. And uh, in my right hand, it was a nightmare. Oh but, shit. Um, yeah, so we go back to the, the dressing room, we get all set up, kind of psych ourselves up or whatever. And uh, yeah, we play the set, we go on, I'm like sort of peeping my head out. And uh, Wallflower, played oh, yeah, yeah. Wallflower played before us. Okay. And um, I was really worried because obviously it's a Sunday morning, People are going to be hungover. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one's going to come. Like this tent is huge. This tent's yeah. massive. Like we can't pack this out. Um, All flower come on. A few people come in. It's okay. But I'm getting like really nervous now. Anyway, our banner. They come off. Our banner goes up, yeah. and you hear a lot of people screaming and shouting. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. Like, anyway, we come on. And, you know, you walk on stage and you bring your fist stuff <laughs> in the air and there's loads of people there. I've come out and there's so many people there and I'm like, oh my God, this is great. This is That's like, awesome. this is amazing. And anyway, everything was all set up perfect. I had like my set list, like yeah, yeah, glued yeah. to my thing. Everything was like set up, went according to plan. Um, and there was like a big people moshing in the middle. We were all so having cool. a good time. The sound, because it's a big tent, the sound, wasn't, yeah. the sound wasn't great, but I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's crazy, man it probably yeah it was the best it was, it was quick it's the only way to describe it it was yeah, quick yeah, yeah. it was 30 minutes but I come on we played the songs and then we went off yeah, and, that, yeah, was, and yeah. that was it yeah, and yeah. I was like oh shit it's done mm-hmm. my 30 minutes like fame are over yeah yeah. But it was yeah it was crazy you were on High rise. yeah I was <laughs> not like a really big one but yeah, I had like yeah. a platform because they wheel the drums out they wheel the drums out oh, in a circle, it, yeah. so there's like four or five drum kits set up backstage and, they, and they're, all, they're all in yeah, an order of oh, the band cool. so when they're on they come round and then you unload and then it goes round like that so it's like a good like system or whatever Uh, and yeah luckily uh our good friend uh brooker thomas brooker he filmed it all so i can like relive it watching that video back yeah it's crazy man it was like so quick and i remember the guy side stage was like checking the time like you've got one left like you gotta get off after this because obviously they're really strict times and uh, yeah we went off we got like a photo in front of the crowd or whatever did the whole generic thing i remember thinking in my head like I'm never gonna get a chance to do this again yeah and I thought I'm gonna throw my drumsticks out into the crowd just because that's such a, <laughs> a big dick move and I thought I'm not gonna throw my good ones out like I need these yeah, so I got yeah. like a shitty old pair threw them out into the crowd <laughs> brilliant yeah it was great and some guy wanted to get like a photo with me afterwards that's and we cool. were just wow. it was great man it was like a really great day yeah um yeah honestly couldn't couldn't have asked for it to gone any smoother it was amazing I'd love to go back or play yeah, more yeah. fest the goal the next goal for me my next big fest is Reading Reading and Leeds I've, yeah. wanted, I've wanted to do since I first went years ago yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. wanted to play it and uh, like, uh, hopefully one day we'll get there yeah, yeah, I really yeah. want to kind of get onto big more big uh, big fests yeah. things like that but That's the it thing, was like... crazy download was crazy man oh, also and we hung out with Dellinger Escape Plan backstage there you go we were because um, me <laughs> Sully met the bassist somehow in London they were playing a show and they hung okay. out like a skate shop and we hung out with him and then Billy Rhymer, who is an insane drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were hanging out with him backstage and he was getting his hair cut and I remember he was like, oh what's up man? And we we're like, I was like, oh what's up? But in my head I was like, oh my fucking god, that's Billy Rhymer, yeah, yeah, holy yeah. shit, like yeah. this is crazy. Because you don't want to be like a fanboy, yeah, you yeah, wanna yeah, just yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, what's up, cool, I'm too cool for this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And then after their set, I remember watching their set side stage. And I, I said to him afterwards, I went, oh, six set man like that and i was like i walked away and i was like oh you're a fucking idiot why did you say that like who says six set to the drummer of dillinger escape plan and yeah man it was it was crazy it's one of the yeah best days i just think i think it's brilliant that you get
0: your haircut there that's fucking hilarious free haircut yeah man that's how so you go sweet
1: free tattoos as well but i didn't want to get a tattoo down. but yeah free tattoos <laughs> yeah that was download man that was download that's in like, a nutshell
0: that's so cool and kind of won that like obviously you guys turnstile have been playing at like festivals like the last yeah, year yeah, yeah um I was trying to think kind of code orange but like do you think that like now like I guess because you're a, a UK equivalent you're the be- best I can kind of equate to like playing those sort of bigger festivals um, that people are starting to i guess employ to serve to, to an extent yeah, as well yeah. that people are now starting to sort of realize oh hardcore yeah yeah and
1: 100 be like not a money maker because then that kind of takes away yeah. like, the whole ethos. it's being printed but, more impressed like, i'm yeah. pretty sure i've seen like loads of bands be featured in like kerrang and stuff as i said people are at these festivals are caring more about these yes. smaller bands these, Hardcore bands. I mean employed yourself aren't a hardcore band yeah, as yeah. such. but you know what I mean that kind, They're of, kind of, of in that, that DIY that world ethos. Sort of it's yeah, like yeah. I'm pretty sure Turnstar are playing Coachella, aren't they? Well they played, oh, shit. yeah. yeah they play so, yeah. they played Tyler of the Creators. Yeah, the yeah. Festival. And they did um,
0: what was that one that Jay Z did? Made in America.
1: They play that as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're smashing it They're living <laughs> yeah. they are living their dream right about now. But yeah, I think I think it's I think it's only going to get bigger. I think people are only going to like care about it more and be more aware of it. Or kind of say like there's like some metal guys at one of those festivals and they think, oh, let's go check that out. And I think I think people are, oh yeah, this is cool. And then eventually, hopefully, that will transfer into the kind of DIY, small venue kind of ethos, and you'll you'll you'll, that will pick up as well, hopefully. But yeah, it is cool. People do care, man. I think people will care more. That's the thing.
0: Like I went and saw uh, Power Trip earlier uh, earlier last year. Sick.
1: the underworld yeah yeah oh, i wish and, i went but that's, that's the thing like
0: they've kind of now got that sort of kind of what naily does to an extent like cross mm. crossover a fan base like they've got like the hardcore yeah. kids but they've done was, you they've there nailed was it loads of people in like battle vests
1: and yeah stuff. Like, they've nailed it that's what i mean like you can write a record and appeal to two completely different yeah. kettles of fish do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah, like and that's a great thing nails Nails is yeah, another perfect yeah, yeah. example everybody loves nails Beatdown Kids loves Nails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it? Uh, grindy Dudes yeah, love Nails. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, like, they're just so good because, like, they appeal to everybody. Yeah, man. And Power Trip's another great example of that. They appeal to so many different um, people, and they're just a great band. They're a great, like, another fun band. And yeah, people, yeah, yeah. They can still play small shows and sell them out, and people jump off the stage and start a circle pit or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's sick. They just did that trip well. I say just. They did that Trivium tour last year, didn't they? Oh, shit, Trivium, yeah, yeah. Code Orange, Power Trip, Venom, yeah, Boston, yeah. which is obviously huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah they can, they can play big shows and they can play small shows and it'll still go down so well yeah which, yeah, which is great good for them well you mentioned obviously got getting out in Europe later this year yeah Grove Street doing album yeah GSF's so you- also got a few we've got a couple of Eurofests we're doing uh, Return to Strength yeah. in May which I'm really excited about I played that uh, what was it like 3 2015 yeah uh, when I filled in for War Charge Okay. Uh, War charge in a band called Adjust. We did a little tour. We uh We played Return of Strength, and that was cool. Uh, we're also doing Sound of Revolution. Yeah. With Gorilla Biscuits and loads That's, of other cool bands, which is ridiculous. really cool. Which I'm really excited about. Um, yeah, loads of good things to look forward to this year. Really excited for like tours and writing. Hopefully things pick up and yeah, we'll get the ball rolling. Yeah. Any, and anything
0: really cool. else that you're sort of looking forward to,
1: or like things under wraps, or? Not really. Not unless someone asks me to like fill in or whatever because yeah, yeah. it's really cool because I wanted to mention this as well it's really like nice I think I filled in for like what five or six bands oh, now and I'm, I'm hoping like a few more people ask me to kind of <laughs> fill in or, or join in <laughs> yeah. because I did that um, at Outbreak Fest you mentioned Turnstone and Code Orange yeah Year of the Knife ended up playing yes um, and I ended up filling in for I'll them I sick! I didn't know that yeah it was really really cool so story behind that was they I think I had like a week and a half's notice. I know Brandon through like Friends of Friends on yeah. the internet, or whatever, the guitarist. And uh, he the, messaged Ryan from Servitude. Right. He couldn't do it. And uh, he passed them on to me. And they were like, Oh, can you fill in for this Belgium show? We'll cover the flights, whatever, yada yada Yeah, yada. yeah. And I was like, Oh man, I don't know I don't know if I could do this. Alright, fuck it, alright, I'll do it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. um, Book the time off work, I was like, send me a set list. Um, and this goes for anyone who's ever gonna fill in or any gonna l- ever gonna learn a song. Yeah. I was like, right, send me the set list. It was only six songs, and I listened to them on repeat. Yeah. Like and yeah. that was the only thing I listened to for the next week nah, and a half. I think like when, in, the, in the car, at work, walking the dog, yeah. and, like just like practicing religiously.
0: When I joined the Divorcee, obviously, like I'm now their third singer, mm. but like that was what I did when like <laughs> I
1: did the first show. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, just as you say, set list, just on the constant loop over and over yeah I remember writing notes I've written the the set list out with little like uh, intros of what the drums are doing I've written like notes and what everything does on each bar and it was really tricky as well because GSF were in the studio two days two evenings we had a show in Bournemouth with Cancer Bats one evening Um, and Nihility had a London show (laughs) so I was so busy and I was like fuck I've bitten off way more than I can chew here but yeah played that Belgium show didn't make a mistake went down great and i remember saying to him like look like can i do outbreak as well yeah can i do outbreak fest because like if i'm doing this i may as well yeah, that. yeah 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 uh, and they said yeah and they were down for it and it was great uh, was cool. like it's all on like youtube and stuff yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I love like re-watching that set because yeah um, it's crazy, like literally man. like they were my band of last year like, really that um that EP was just fucking on repeat is so fucking good which is cool because hopefully they're playing Return of Strength as well so hopefully I'll meet up with those guys again but I'm hoping we're playing the same day because if we're not I'll be be upset but my message (laughs) would be like "Uh, can you make sure GSX playing (laughs) the same day as (laughs) Zero Life? is that cool Um, that's the thing because when I saw that they were announced for that I was like
0: does that mean that potentially come over to the UK? Maybe. I
1: hope so because obviously I didn't see them yeah. oh at outbreak so... Yeah, it was, it was great man. That was another thing. That was like my highlight of last year. Obviously the Nihility and GSF had uh, loads of great tours and we did yeah, loads yeah. of cool stuff but that was like... Because that was a big deal for me because I don't think a lot of people know the story behind it. Obviously they know I learnt the songs in a week but they didn't know how busy I was yeah, and yeah, how stressful yeah. I was and the thing was it kind of cemented me as a musician almost. Yeah, yeah It yeah. kind of like i was like oh i can do this i can learn a song i can learn six songs in a week and a half play this set in front of loads of people and yeah. i think i ended up making like one mistake and i don't think anyone's going to yeah, be able yeah, to notice yeah, yeah, yeah. it um, but i noticed it. i knew i yeah, knew exactly what yeah, happened yeah. during yeah. the set but yeah it really kind of picked me up and it was like yeah i can like i can do this i can 100 percent fill in for bands and do yeah, this and yeah. i filled in for bands before i've done um i did a uh, uh, realm of torment yeah, I've done. Realm with torment twice. I did Shedfest, and we did a show in Cardiff, which went terribly. I won't, I won't go into <laughs> that. That was because of the sound. Um, uh, Lesson Zero, okay. they were a band. We did. It was annoying because Year of the Knife asked me to do the whole tour because they were on uh, tour with okay. Jesus Piece. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah, wanted yeah. me to do the whole tour, and I would have done it, but I uh, we mm. already had somebody booked in with Lesson Zero, and flights had already been sorted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really annoying how those. I wish I could have done that. <laughs> That's my, my biggest regret about yeah, doing um, not doing that tour. Um, what else? thought uh, in for a little local band called Shy Boy. Nice little kind of... i heard the name actually. They're like yeah, a nice yeah. little pop rock thing. Um, another band called Old Boy, which aren't a thing anymore. Uh, War Charge I did. Yeah. Yeah, loads of people. I and mean, it's great. And hopefully I'll get a few more offers and people yeah, will like, yeah. message me. and Yeah, I'd love to fill in. love to fill in for some more bands. And that, that'd be cool. But uh, yeah, nothing yet. So <laughs> yeah. if anyone wants to message me, uh, let me know. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Um, how I'd like to end these
0: is to ask my guests like, what their favourite song is, but with but a bit of a twist, and obviously you've got two bands, so you mm-hmm. get two choices. OK. Uh, favourite so, song from both bands? Yeah, so one, one from each, okay. but the one that you play live. So what's your favourite song that you like to play live, and why? So one from Niallity, one from Grove Street. OK.
1: Grove Street's tricky. Uh, I really like playing uh, Right to Remain Violent live. Uh, that was... Because that was kind of the first point where gsf started getting a little bit like serious yeah, kind of yeah. taking things a little bit more serious because we implemented like stuff of the game or whatever but yeah. it was kind of on the way out yeah yeah and um, it's just a crazy song it's really good fun i remember writing the drums for it and the intro riff um you could easily make it quite simple yeah. But i was like oh let's just add in like a load of snares and just go crazy with it um, and it's, there's so many changes in that song yeah, yeah. and it's got a cool little breakdown at the end uh, another fun one I like to play with GSF I'm going to have two, sorry Matt <laughs> um, is uh, Shift, the new one Okay. it's a little bit slower, it's a little bit more mellow there's a real nice like intro I like doing where it's just the drums playing by themselves Yeah. that's really cool, it's a little bit more, not mellow but I can kind of uh, hold back a little bit right yeah. I can just kind of lay into the drums just lay a real fat slow uh, yeah. groovy beat Uh Nihility I really like playing uh, Condemned to Exist off the album. Yeah. A really crazy technical song. There's like a breakdown of like 10-4, split up into like 6 and 4, and there's (laughs) loads of heavy bits, and again, loads of crazy changes and loads of fast double bass, which I like doing. Uh, And Internal War is also great. That's kind of the song you were saying about Nahili, like kind of picking up and being put on the map. Yeah. When we dropped that song, I remember loads of people noticing us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, this, you know. That was really cool. I love playing that song. Everyone like that's like our song. Yeah. Like, yeah that's like yeah, kind of what yeah. we're known for a little bit, and uh, everybody loves yeah. this song live. So, yeah, that's probably uh, two from each. There so, you go. Yeah.
0: Breaking the rule a little bit. but Sorry,
1: I'll let you go. Cool. Thank you very much, Josh. No worries, man. Take it easy. Come on.
0: So, there we have it, folks. Thanks again to Josh for taking some time out of his day to have a chat with me as normal you can keep up to date with everything that his bands are doing both nihility and Grove Street Family on all various social media platforms which links for will be in the description of this episode um, also I forgot to mention at the top of the show our first ever Patreon episode is now live as well so if you want to hear me wax lyrical about some, um, some records that I've been digging recently you can head over to the Patreon page and check that out um, and become a Patreon of the show. Um, there will be sort of various other things that we're doing on the Patreon page as well, so if you're so inclined to check that out, please do. Every little helps to go to support this show, um, as well as the social media platforms. There will be a link to the Patreon page in the description of this episode. Um, but that is it for another week. Thank you again, everyone, for stopping by the Justin Insight podcast